Silence. Absence of any sound or noise. Stillness. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of An Other Way. I'm your host, KJ Bell, using my NPR voice. <laughs> I can't help it, it just happens. So today, we're talking about silence. And here's the thing, as I'm, I'm constantly talking about how silence is deadly, but yelling is unproductive, and listening is the key to everything, because... Um, and a lot of what I'm going to say in this episode might seem kind of counter to that idea because that whole thing is about, you know, bottling things up inside and silence is, is not good because it tends to fester. And this is um, a completely different kind of silence that I'm going to talk about today. I was talking to a friend of mine once about um, how I think I think silence was the thing that scared me the most. Because, you know, I was talking about, like, waking up and not hearing anything in the house and how lonely that can feel and the phone not ringing. I, I guess a lot of the a, a lot of the silence I was talking about connects to loneliness there. Um, and I was telling her about how I thought that silence was the thing that scared me the most because it... Uh, it did at the time, and it still kind of does, but not as much. And um, she said something about how um, she found silence so essential for her life. And I said that that was also the thing that scared me, because it is essential, and it is required. And I, I guess my whole fear with it was that I would engulf myself in my own silence, if that makes any sense that I would become so attached to that silence that I couldn't handle anything else. And it's terrifying because it's it's so necessary. Because you do, you need silence to kind of recharge. And um, that's the kind of silence that we're talking about today because it really is essential to give yourself some space sometimes. Finding moments of silence is incredibly important for us as artists and I really think as people too. So, I mean, sometimes this can mean like a physical silence, like going on a vacation. That's a, that's a kind of silence that I'm talking about, where you're not focused on the day-to-day stuff. You're kind of taking a break. Or, you know, it could just be going, to, taking a break at work and going to, a, to a, a place where you can have some silence. So silent, silence and quiet are not necessarily the same thing in in today's podcast. And then there's also mental silence that we need. And this is where things like meditation come in really well or and whatever that means to you and I'm I'm lumping this all under one category where meditation and like working out can be meditative for some people like people talk about their yoga practice all the time or even just lifting weights because when you're doing that you're not necessarily thinking about other things you're just focused on that activity anything that kind of gives you that mental break from from what you're doing every day can be helpful even something where you can just turn off your brain and not have to think about anything that's why I love Netflix because I can put on something and just stop thinking for a little while. 
and just be absorbed into the thing. And of course, it's like anything else in moderation. It's good and blah, blah, blah. Because you don't want to sit there for six hours. That would be just awful. And I would never, ever do that. That's called sarcasm, people. I've totally done that many, many times. <laughs> so both kinds, that sort of physical silence of, of taking a break and the mental silence of taking a break, are they both help us to reset. And here's a good way to think about it. If you are constantly eating, you don't, your body doesn't have a chance to do anything except digest it won't do any of the other processes that are required to kind of keep you alive. And, you know, maybe that's an oversimplification, but the brain works sort of the same way. If you're constantly thinking about work and the art and what you need to do, or, you know, if you're, if you're constantly thinking about that one thing, your brain is only going to do that one thing and it's going to kind of shut down the other processes that, are essential to you. And this is this is one way, way that I think the um, your pillars come in handy because if you've got more than one thing that you're focusing on that you're doing every day to kind of keep yourself sane, it con- contributes a balance to things. I'm quickly kind of <laughs> coming to the conclusion that I'm never going to do one single episode of this podcast on balance because... I talk about it so much that it's really in everything. (laughs) So we need that kind of um, chance to, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. We need the balance. We we need balance. That's, that's what I'm saying here. And uh, like I said, both, both, kinds of the silence that sort of physical stepping away from things and the mental kind of going away from things can be done in varying degrees you know you can take a five minute break away from your desk at work you can take a five minute break at your desk on um, YouTube to get both of to get either one of those or you could take a two-week vacation and do and do uh, both kinds of break both kinds of silence and you know when you're working on a any sort of project giving yourself some space and some silence on it can often be a really good thing you know I find with writing it's it's often helpful once I finish a draft to put it in the drawer for a little while and not even try to read it for a while and you know, I, I I do technically read it as I type it because I, I if you don't know, I write everything longhand because I because I need to do that. So I will write it all out, then I'll type it up, and that usually takes a takes a while because I've got so much other crap going on. I'll write everything up, I will type it, and then I'll put it away. And the thing is, is that I'm not really reading it as I type it. Like technically I am, but it's it's kind of a different mode and I'm not always, I'm rarely absorbing what I'm actually reading. It's kind of weird, but I, I, but anyway, I type it, I print it out and I put it away and I give myself, 
if if it's something pressing, I'll try to give myself a couple of days. But if it's not something pressing, I'll give myself, you know, a few weeks, maybe even a couple of months before I come back to it. And it's it's that same thing of putting the morning pages away from from Julia Cameron's idea of you don't read them for eight weeks because it contributes to a sense of objectivity that you may not have if you read the thing and tried to work on it right afterwards. And that can go both ways. You know, you can put something away that you think is really good and come back and find it isn't nearly as good as you thought it was. And uh, you can put something that you thought was awful away, come back to it and find out that it's actually not nearly as bad as you thought it was. And there's no right or wrong. Neither one of those, as my old therapist used to say, no good, bad, right, wrong um, about that. It's just it's information that you probably need about that project. So you get some distance, you get you get some objectivity. And also when you're working on something very intensely, sometimes just stepping away from it for a minute can help so much. So, so, so much. It's a, it's an old trick that I used to use when I was a music major where I would be in the practice room and I'd be working on something and it would just not, no matter what I was doing, I could not get a certain passage to work. I couldn't get this thing I was working on would not work. No matter. I tried every drill so I'd step out of the room, I'd walk around, I'd walk a lap around the music building inside because it was Colorado and it was often winter when I was practicing. And so I'd just take a lap around the hallways around the building and I would go back in the room and nine times out of 10, I'd be able to play it way better than I could. It would, it would more often than not fix the mistakes I was having, just stepping away from it. And I don't, I don't really know what that's about. I just know it's a thing that is real. And I think that happens in whatever work you're doing, where if you're (laughs) sometimes if you're in something for so long, I think it's that thing I said earlier about with the, with the body and digestion thing, where if you are just so focused, your brain can kind of tangle and the stepping away allows you to untangle it. Another example I had is I, I used to help my mother um, coordinate. She she does these she does these quilts sometimes called it's called a color splash. And what you do is you get a bunch of different fabrics and you kind of create a um, progression. And it's a bunch of little squares usually on a on a color theme. And uh, the first step to that is picking out your fabrics. And depending on how big the quilt is, you're going to have to deal with like. I think we did a couple of king size ones and that's um, 24 different fabrics that you have to deal with and sort of getting a progression that looks good and everything. And I have, I happen to be pretty good at that sort of thing, you know, cause it's a requirement of my people and uh, <laughs> stereotypes are fun. Anyway, so I would go with her to the quilt store. And one thing that we found was always helpful when we were like, I don't know what to do, is we would line up all the fabrics. And this is, you know, into the process. We'd have a set number of fabrics up and we would just be like, I don't, I can't, I don't know. We'd have to walk around the store for a little bit and look at other colors and just look at, like, not look at the thing. And then you come back and you can see it differently. And it has a completely different, 
your your brain resets and you maybe have a different direction you can go in now. Giving yourself that space, that silence can really help. I'm now thinking maybe I should have called the episode space, but I like silence too. There's another aspect of this that is very important. And that is knowing when you need to bring the silence in. Sometimes you have to stop doing the thing that you're doing. Again, this is a lesson you learn as a music major where there are days where it's just not going to work. And you're better off leaving it for the day and coming back to it tomorrow than you are trying to slog away at it. And that's not always true. There are times where it's like you go in and it's like, I'm not leaving until I get this done. And neither one of those is the way to do things all the time. But they are, it's important to know which one you need to do at this time. You have to know yourself in that way. And that can be a lot like everyday life. You know, like I say, there's that silence is deadly thing. But there are some things that, there are some times where you should be silent. You know, there are some things that are, it's not, maybe it's not your place to say it. Or maybe there are things that you know you should say or you could say, but you know it won't do any good. I'm that way with with a family member that's very close to me. It's like there are things I could tell that person that would be very helpful to them, but I know that they won't hear it because it's coming from me. So I, I, I don't waste the energy anymore. And you can check in. Again, this, this comes down to knowing the situation. You can check in every once in a while and see where, it, where you are, but sometimes it's just not worth it to speak up. Sometimes the silence is better for you and in situations like that, it's not really your issue. You know, it's it's about the other person. So we have to reconcile all of those things with the silence is deadly thing. Because there are times, maybe you are in a situation with a family member or somebody that you're close to, where you know that they probably won't hear what you're going to say, but you need to say it to get it off of your chest. And that, again, you just have to know the situation. I wish I could tell you that there's a, there's a cut and dry way to tell all of these things. There's a cut and dry way to tell when you need a mental break, when you need a physical silence, when you need to keep your mouth shut, when you need to not be silent. I wish there was a way, but there is not. I guess there is... Well, I, there, I, reverse back up a little bit. (laughs) I wish I could tell you a concrete method that works for everybody. That's like, was this like the scripts that they give telemarketers? Is this what was said? Go to number a. Is this what was said? Go to question B. Um, I wish there was that, but there isn't, there is a way though. And it all comes down to knowing yourself. So, Maybe you can guess what I'm going to say here, but go to your writing practice, your morning pages, or whatever you do to sort of 
get to know yourself. You know, I'm I'm working on the YouTube series for the show now, and I just today recorded the um, connection episode, which was all about connecting with yourself and with others, and blah blah blah. So it's it's that sort of stuff. You have to know the situation that you're in. Context is incredibly important when it comes to silence. So. I think that's all I wanted to say about that today. It's a shorter episode this week, but uh, sometimes that's okay. I'll give you some silence from me. Um, so I didn't talk about our sponsors, which are Horizon Creative Studio and Great Grand Projects. But, you know, you know the drill. Check them out at horizoncreativestudio.com, where you can find old episodes of the podcast. You can find the YouTube videos, and you can find soon, once I get it edited and posted, um, the blog. There are things on the blog right now, but they're they're vocal technique things. Which, if you're interested in that, go by all means check it out. Soon, I will have blog posts on these very topics that I cover in the podcast, where I go a little bit more in depth and maybe add some info that I've learned or thought about or redone since I recorded the podcast episode. So you can check that out at HorizonCreativeStudio.com slash blog, I believe, is, yeah, there's a link on the homepage. And Great Grand Projects is greatgrandprojects.com. It's a creative collective of writers, including, oh, pardonnez-moi, um, including my writing partner, Rob Caldwell, and, uh, yeah, the poet T.H. Bradshaw, who's a good friend. And, uh, yeah, so check back next week. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at thatkjbell. Um, what else? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the kids are doing these days. I still have iTunes like seven or something. I'm, I'm, I'm several iTunes is behind because I didn't like the update. So I, in fact, when I got a new computer, I went back and I Googled old versions and found an old version. (laughs) Okay. I'll stop talking now. So, it's okay to be an artist, it's okay to create, it is okay to be exactly as you are right now, it is okay, you are okay, and I am okay. See you next Tuesday, everybody.